everyone. This is Triple Play Fantasy Beyond the Analyst interview series. I'm your host, Zach, at FF Triple Batman. I appreciate you guys joining along this week. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. We appreciate the support. If this is your first time tuning in, uh, you missed out on 11 great episodes already this season, as well as 30 in the first season. So go and check those out on the playlist. Uh, but we are here to talk with Meg or Megan, but sorry, <laughs> Meg. Meg on the screen. Awesome. Um, and you are coming from us from Baltimore, which is awesome. That's actually how we connected through uh, David. We were just talking backstage through right. Scott Fishbowl 12. Right. Getting ready for Scott Fishbowl 13. Right. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I live in Baltimore, um, but, uh, but a Washington fan. So. Awesome. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you are the co-creator of Fanspeak, and you also do DFS betting and best ball content for um, Fanspeak as well as Run Pure Sports. So that's right. awesome and a lot of fun and what a great way to make some money. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, Fanspeak is my uh, family business. And so um, we'll always have content there. And then I've been a contributor now for almost a year at Run Pure and I'm um, doing some best ball there this summer. And, and then we'll be doing a ton of NFL there, there this fall. So looking forward to it. Awesome. I'm happy to have you on. For those of you, like I said, Thank who you. haven't tuned in before, we are here to get to know to Megan a little bit better. And I'm sure she is giving some great advice out there about best ball and DFS help you make some money. But here we actually want to get to know Megan. We'll save the, the takes for later, even though it feels like it's always DFS and best ball season. Right. So, <laughs> I appreciate you on. Uh, we did just speak about Scott Fishbowl. We're in the middle of Scott Fishbowl season as everyone's getting their invites. Are you in Scott Fishbowl 13 yet? Yes, I believe I just got my invite. Yeah, I haven't awesome. set up the details yet, but yes. Congratulations. So Thank you. You haven't figured out what, what pick you want yet. No, I haven't figured that out That's yet. That's the most stressful part. <laughs> <laughs> I've not figured that part out yet, but we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. We got plenty of time. Awesome. Well, we'll start with the first question. It'll be an easy one. How did you get started playing DFS and best ball? I mean, DFS a long time ago. So this is going to age me, date me, I guess you'd say. But I want to say I started playing Draft Street back in, oh, geez, I think. 2012 or 2013. And then, um, yeah, really got more into 2013 and um, the 2014 season was fully hooked. And that's when I had my first big win on FanDuel. So then by, by 2014, I was playing DraftKings FanDuel a lot. And I had my first, you know, uh, winning a tournament on FanDuel. And from there, you're hooked, right? And then um, for best ball, um, obviously, that's a relatively new format, you know, just been in the last three years. I dabbled with it in 2020 and 2021. But in 2022, I, I you know, really was intrigued. And, and I'm glad I was, I decided to just kind of do a ton of research and go in um, more aggressively. And I did about 50 teams and it did well. I had about a 27% advance rate and I made the BBM three final, the best ball mania finals with just nine shots in entries into it, um, which is thrilling because there's only 470 people that I think made it, um, to all the way to the finals. And so that was thrilling. And so again, just like your first DFS win, making the, the best ball mania finals, I'm officially hooked on best ball. So, um, yeah, putting out a lot of uh, best ball content and, and then love putting out DFS content. So hooked hooked on both, but it always is that first, like, you know, win or, you know, high placing that, like, gets you hooked, right? Yeah, well, once you get that taste, you're like, right, I need to win more. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Now, was DFS, like, I don't want to, I guess, quantify too much. Well, did it feel easier 
back then when it felt like there was a lot less content out there. Um, yes. Probably people were not as sharp and didn't have that edge. So did you exactly. feel like you had a big advantage back then? Exactly. Uh, first of all, if you're watching on YouTube, my dog is having a fun time right now trying to get comfortable in his bed. So I apologize for that. But um, <laughs> um, yeah, I actually talked about this on a show yesterday. Like, you know, uh, do you ever watch The Office? Um, mm -hmm. the, the Andy Bernard quote when he said, I wish we knew we were in the glory days when we were actually in the glory days. Yep. That's how I feel about DFS in like 2014-15. I mean, the edges we had then were just crazy to think about when you think about how, you know, how sharp the field is now. And again, it's not that you can't win at DFS now. You can. It's just harder. You know, there's a lot more great content, optimizers, simulators, such things like that. And so it's just the field has gotten sharper. It's a lot harder. And so that's where I think best ball is now. And again, I'm fully still all in to DFS. Um, so you'll see me heavily in the DFS streets this fall. Don't worry. But um, I think that's where best ball is now is we only have three years of data that we're working with. And I think you can, you know, kind of make your own stands right now. I think um, I think the edges will be much sharper in best ball come three, five, 10 years from now. And it, it definitely is unique with best ball where, I mean, we're trying to put this all together so far in advance. I mean, some people are playing right after yeah. the Super Bowl um, yep. and mm -hmm. you aren't starting the season until September. So Exactly. You could be getting great value or half your team could be done. Um, so it's exactly. interesting as we kind of play with, okay, I like wide receiver heavy all of a sudden now. Okay, let's switch it back to, to running back heavy. And then every every year feels a little different. That's so fine. Uh, yeah, every year feels a little different. And also, like, I think if you are drafting early, every month kind of offers you different edges. Like, yeah, right now or like a month or two ago, you could get great value on players, but you obviously are – drafting with a lot more risks too. So, you know, you kind of take the good with the bad in each month, you know, come September, you know, early September, August, you're not going to get the values, you know, on the ADP, they're going to be very efficient. Um, but then, you know, you'll really know going into the season, okay, this is truly the depth chart of each position and, you know, hopefully avoid the preseason injuries and, and know all that information. So yeah, there's an edge to, I think, to draft in each month. And that's why I kind of try to space it out along throughout the summer yeah it does sound like having a portfolio of pretty much mm -hmm. the whole off season is, is the best way to go yes absolutely awesome so um you just mentioned fan speak you um it's a family owned um site is what you said yeah. yes so what is your ultimate goal as a content creator you know honestly i don't think i have one specific ultimate goal i think it's just you know take it as far as i can and be as successful as i can in um, in this space, DFS, best ball, specifically on fanspeak.com, on runpuresports.com, you know, do as well as I can with it and put out as much good content and, and just see where that goes, you know? Um, so I don't think I have one main goal. I mean, obviously as a family business, we want to um, always continue to thrive and make that successful. Um, but yeah, I just always want to be the best version of myself and, and put out the best content I can on both fanspeak and run pure sports. That's awesome. And, um, I think for those who don't create content, they might not understand, but isn't it so much more stressful when you put out like advice and you want, you'd rather that be right than like your own fantasy team win or your own bet win, like, cause you right. want to help everyone else win. Um, yeah, it is a me, weird I'm feeling. Like, yeah. yeah. Yes, absolutely. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh, go, go pick up this guy. I'm like, oh, I hope he does well this week because I told everyone to start him. And then you're right. in the tank, you're like, I feel terrible because yeah. how many people that I, and not that they can do whatever they want with their teams, but exactly. That's what you always, always have to help. keep in yeah. mind. But yes, you always, yeah, yeah. I mean, you always want to be authentic about it. And I try to always be authentic about it. 
but you're never always going to be right. Um, but yeah, that is hard. The times when you, when it, when it doesn't land right, where you're like, Oh, you know, I, you know, cause you do want to help people, of course. Absolutely. And we've talked a lot about, about you creating content, working on content, but when you aren't doing your day job, when you aren't creating content, how do you like to spend your free time? Yeah, kind of a boring answer, probably what every a lot of people would say, just spending time with family, friends, my dog, who was just getting comfortable, uh, making himself comfortable in my office, um, you know, and traveling. I haven't done as much travel in the last couple of years just because, you know, work money has been tight. But um, I, I look forward to a time when I can get back to more travel. So I would say, you know, travel would be a hobby that I'd like to get back to doing more of. It's not like I've done any like crazy wild travel or anything like that. But I do enjoy traveling and, um, you know, just, you know, getting outside of your own city and, and uh, relaxing and kind of the kind of thing. That's great. And when you say traveling, are we talking like, excursions like backpacking through like that's definitely not me i'm not an outdoorsy girl (laughs) (laughs) this is like going to like a city checking out all the all the sites and all that nailed it nailed it or yeah think tropical think city think you know that kind of stuff more than like um adventure backpacker (laughs) perfect there's nothing wrong with that great food and great views (laughs) exactly exactly more of that speed exactly awesome and then um we've been like you said we've been talking a lot about content creation. And it feels like, as we talked about with the DFS space, there's so many new content creators Mm -hmm. joining the the community, which is awesome. Um, I love all the diversity we're getting now with people um, coming from all walks of life, providing fantasy content because fantasy is available to anyone, really. Do you have any advice for those content creators that are just starting out? Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I was just starting out myself like a couple of years ago. Um, I think it was, yeah, after the 2020 season, you know, I'd been playing DFS for so long at that point, and I just really wanted to get in that space. I dabbled with writing some things on fanspeak.com, you know, since we had that platform, but, you know, I really wanted to get truly in that industry and um, it's hard. So I'd say, number one, have a thick skin. Um, You're going to get a lot of no answers or no's. Um, But uh, number two, you know, just um, be willing to get a lot of, uh, you, you know, put a lot out on tape or, in articles to get yourself out there. Looking back, I wish I would have put more out there on Fanspeak to have like a bigger resume. I was lucky that, um, you know, Pat Mayo took a chance on me. Um, and that would be the third thing I'd say is maybe try to do some niche content that's not like oversaturated or covered or or niche about a subject in a way, taking it from a different angle. I talked about um, tears contest on DraftKings, which are very, very, you know, um, you know, more unique contests and, and more niche contests, right. Than than you know, classic and showdowns and, and what other people, most people play. And so because nobody was really covering it, you know, Pat Mayo gave me the opportunity on the Pat, you know, Pat, the Mayo media network. And from there that gave me then the opportunity to, you know, show myself to other companies the following year. And, and that ultimately is, is how then I was able to get an opportunity at run Pure sports, which I'm very grateful for. But, you know, um, I think it's a combination of putting a lot of stuff out there for people to see. I wish I would have done more of that. And then maybe being willing to talk about some niche stuff that's not overcovered because that's, that's how you might get some more introductory opportunities. Awesome. Yeah. So nothing wrong with a little differentiation, especially with if you have passion behind it. Exactly. Yeah. I always enjoyed playing the tears contest. And so I was like, I'm just going to, nobody talks about this at all. I'm just going to take it and run with it. And, you know, that's, that's how it kind of all started for me at DFS industry wise, which is, which is fun. Oh, that's great. And how is uh networking for you? Like, I, f- I feel like I talk to a lot of people and they get really stressed by it. I mean, I 
feel weird when I'm just kind of sending out cold DMs for this type of of interviews. I'm like, hey, do you want to come on my, my podcast? So, it, it, how do you feel about networking? I mean, I think for that, I am just kind of a work in progress with that. I always wanted to come. I think at first, last summer and maybe even the summer before, it was very forced for me. And um, I just felt like, okay, I got, got to network as many people as possible. Because then again, I was just trying to get like really my first real job in the industry. And um, it felt kind of forced for me. So now I think I I handle it in a more very kind of an organic, authentic way. And I think, honestly, that's what's going to lead to more results when it's coming in a more, you know, organic, natural way, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, it still stresses me out, like, <laughs> reaching out to people, but it definitely, I mean, the fancy community well, you do a good job nice. with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate it. I've had a lot of practice, but um, <laughs> but everyone's very nice. So I, I just, I think it's, it's my own anxiety and insecurities of like, oh, I got to I don't want to bother somebody and, you know, right. out. but, but I know that's for a lot of new people also as well, just putting yourself out there, feeling very vulnerable, putting out your content or, or reaching out to people. So I would say 99% of the community is very helpful and want yeah. to see everyone else succeed. So it's okay to ask for help. Oh, absolutely. And, and honestly, if someone doesn't get, ba- get back to you, it's cause they're busy, you know, most yeah. likely it's not cause they're like, don't think your work's good or, you know, you can't take it personally. You do, like I said, you do have to get comfortable with hearing no's or no answers, you know? Um, And so you do just have to put yourself out there and that is hard. It is vulnerable, but um, don't take it personally when you don't hear a response. It's, it's probably, I mean, this industry, we're all busy, right? You know, I mean, now that I'm doing multiple things, I kind of get it from the other side and, and um, so don't, yeah, don't take it personally if you don't hear anything back. <laughs> but you will eventually. You will eventually. Just keep going. <laughs> Got to be persistent, but not persistent. annoying. That's, persistent, yeah, not annoying. Line. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Fine line. <laughs> exactly. Fine line. <laughs> I appreciate all the great advice. I think that's the last of my, we'll call it serious questions. <laughs> um, I, do, I do have some rapid fire questions if you're game. I'm game. Let's go. Right. Rapid fire questions. <laughs> no, nothing but the best here at Triple Play Fantasy. I like it. I, I'm ready. I had to make the, the, the most generic uh, sound drop I could. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> uh, so these you can answer with one word. You can give me some some context behind it. It's whatever you want. These are okay. rapid fire, but trust me, I've, I've had plenty of these where we, we talk more about the rapid fire questions than the other questions. So <laughs> by all means, feel like you can answer them as quick as you want or... Um, as as slow as you would like to okay that works all right so let me as i'm losing my questions awesome let me pull them up all right so i love when technology cooperates it isn't the best yeah (laughs) okay we got them now so what is the best thing to put old bay on that isn't a crab that's a great question and if you are outside the state of maryland you are probably wondering why he's asking this question because until I moved to Maryland, I did not realize the obsession of Old Bay. Um, but Old Bay basically goes on everything for Marylanders, especially crabs, crab cakes, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say I like to get, uh, put it maybe on like a chicken salad or egg salad. I think that's kind of fine. I mean, Old Bay just kind of spices up anything. But the what when I first moved here, what everybody was doing and I don't drink beer anymore, but, but I used to um, more like into the seltzers, wine, you know, that kind of thing now. But when I did drink more beer, when I <laughs> moved here, it was called a Botini and Natty Bo's like the 
big beer here. I don't know from Baltimore or something, but it was a natty bow with an old bay rim and it was called a botini. So that's what I used to enjoy old bay the most with don't anymore. Um, and now I would say, yeah, chicken salad. We'll go with that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of potato chips as the old bay seasoning. Yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. if you're familiar with flying dog brewery up in Frederick, but they have yes, their, yep. their old bay beer. So yeah, yeah. there's old bay everywhere. Old bay everywhere in Maryland for sure. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I still have it in my, my kitchen. I use it all, all the time with my food since, since I come from, I come <laughs> from good. Maryland. So I, I got to okay. bring Maryland down to me. Okay. Uh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Then you have to. Absolutely. So we're going to keep with the Maryland theme going on. You said you, okay. you're living in Baltimore. So what's the best food to get at Camden Yards? And for those of you who don't know, Camden Yards is the Baltimore Orioles uh, baseball stadium. Yeah. I need to get down to a game again. I'm not as much of a baseball fan as I am like football and some other sports, but I mean, going to a baseball game in the summer is obviously always fun. So I need to get down to Camden Yards. It's one of the coolest ballparks still, in my opinion. Um, and what you get there is a pit beef sandwich is is the go-to move at Camden Yards. So that, I don't that know is if the is involved. Yeah. Uh, did I answer correctly? I <laughs> yeah. think I did. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. didn't realize you were from Maryland, so I didn't know that you would actually know what the correct answers were to these questions. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. I grew up in Maryland. I lived there for 22 years. I just okay. moved down to Florida back in 2012. Um, okay. So okay, yeah, so I, I grew you know up going the to Camden beef. Yards. Yeah. Okay, so you know pit beef at Camden Yards. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all my all of my field trips, uh, going to the aquarium and yep. all the stuff around there. And then getting older, going to was a power plant. Uh, yes. Over there in Baltimore, yeah. <laughs> Spent my 20s at the power plant. Yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> so if you didn't spend your 20s there, you weren't doing Baltimore. Right, you weren't so. doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of power perfect segue. Um, what would your superpower be if you could have one? Oh, geez. Um, that's a good one. Um, I was going to say to see the future, but that would actually probably freak me out. Um, so I'll say, um, I'll, I'll just go with, with, with see the future. I mean, that would help me certainly in DFS. And, I'll say and you would crush it. I'd, cr yeah. I'd, cr I'd crush DFS and best ball, right? I mean, I'm, I, yeah. the $3 million underdog prize would pretty much be mine. So I know how week You would literally win gonna, everything. Yeah. I, yeah. I know how week 17 is going to go. I think in this industry, even though it would freak me out, uh, I'll go with see the future because it would make me uh, very, a lot of profit. <laughs> yeah. You would be the richest person in fantasy football for sure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> for sure. If you could only use one utensil for the rest of your life, which one do you choose? So a fork, spoon, or a knife? Hmm. A knife would probably make me sound crazy. Uh, no, I'd say fork. I'm going to go with fork. I think it's, uh, it has the most utility to it. <laughs> See, I, I've always thought about it. I feel like I'm going to go spoon just because I can kind of cut with the edge. I can but still then you can get around into thing. In, yeah, but yeah. then I can enjoy like cereal or pudding or soup or or something like that that's but a good point i guess because, i just can't poke <laughs> yeah you can't poke. that's true that's true good points good points yeah but yeah clearly i've thought about that question too often <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's good to think about these questions they're, they're important yeah. life questions absolutely and for my last one for you you talked about traveling earlier so if you could travel anywhere and time and money were not restrictions where would you go that's a good question i love uh love that because where my like bucket list place that I really want to go to is like a com combination Italy Greece trip. I would love to go to like both Italy and Greece. Enjoy the wine, enjoy the food, enjoy the views. It was basically what you're saying saying earlier. Um, when I see pictures of Greece, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. You know, the just beautiful blue blue water. So 
Um, yeah, you could do a lot of relaxing, good eating, good drinking, and just taking in beautiful, relaxing views. So definitely uh, Italy, Greece would be my answer there. Love that answer. And I, bonus question, favorite kind of wine then, since you're talking about drinking wine in Italy? Um, gosh, I don't know if this would fit Italy, um, okay. but I just, I, I'm, I prefer whites over reds. So I actually am fine with any like white blend. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't discriminate on any of the, any wine, but, um, but no, I would probably, probably say like a white blend. I like those tend to like those the best. There you go. So you tour all the vineyards over there in Italy. That sounds like a great plan. I haven't even toured. That's another travel thing. I haven't even done like Napa. I would love to do that. Also great. I mean, even not too far from you in Virginia, there's a lot of vineyards now. So uh, that they're I've everywhere. Done that I've done plenty because <laughs> my family's from Virginia. So I've done plenty. Of, Perfect. I think I hit all the Virginia wineries. They're, they're covered. There you go. Not, not yet. Go West Coast and you got to go over to Europe now. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you crushed the, the rapid fire questions. You did great. Thank Don't you. worry. Um, so I appreciate you coming on and taking the time to help us uh, get to know you a little bit better. Can you let everyone know where they can find all of your great content again? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, on Twitter, it makes 08 DFS. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I will just be cranking out best ball content this summer on both fanspeak.com and runs runpuresports.com and that's kind of both the youtube and uh streets and online so online and then their youtube channels as well fanspeak network and run pure on youtube as well awesome well definitely go and check meg out give her a follow find all of her great content um if you guys are watching on youtube like i said hit that like and subscribe button a great way to support the team uh and it's free to do uh and we will have you covered with football we already have the off-season content going right now a lot of dynasty a lot of divisional talk and then we have basketball still in the finals right now as well as baseball content coming out so that's why we are triple play fantasy so thank you all thank you meg and have a great one everyone